everyone to Coffee with Kojo. My name is Demetria Gilkey, and I'm so excited tonight to welcome our guest. Our guest is Melissa Herbolt. Melissa, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for thank coming. You. Yes, for thank you for having here. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. said this is virtual, so you're not technically here, but you get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So tell us about yourself your educational journey, where you're from, a little bit about just who you are. Okay, so I'm originally from Webster, South Dakota. Um, went to one year school of Black Hill State out in Spearfish, decided that was not for me. And then I came to Watertown and went to Lake Area Technical Institute. Now it's Lake Area Technical College um, and took courses in their marketing management and sales program. And went through that, graduated, and also um, heard on the radio, not also, but heard on the radio one day that there was a job because I didn't have a job yet. Well, it's not true. I actually had a job, but it wasn't my full-time job that it was supposed to have after graduating. Heard an ad on the radio, and it was asking for a sales position, so marketing in a, in a, on a radio station. Went, interviewed, got the job, worked in radio for a couple of years, and then um, got out of radio. In the meantime, I met my husband because he was at the sister radio station, got married. And my journey really started when I met a man by the name of Bob Fain. I had worked with him at a cable company that I was currently at. And he said to me, I have a rate, I have a job for you. I can't tell you what it is, but you're going to be great at it. And I went, oh, okay. But at the time I was not happy with what I was doing. And Bob was just a wonderful human. And I thought, okay, this, that we can do this. Well, Bob had owned other radio stations here in Watertown and he was starting what is now KXLG Radio. And he started that in 2009. And I started with him in 2009. In 2019, Bob got sick and he became terminally ill. And he knew that at some point he needed to sell the station. He knew he wanted to sell it to somebody that loved it like he did, that was passionate about local radio. And that knew the existence of why it was local radio, right? Because we, we do things different. Mm-hmm. We, we love our communities and we're there for our communities and all the different things, all the severe weather and everything. He finally, um, it became really real when he said that he was terminal and that he needed to sell. And I finally asked him, okay, well, what would it actually take for us to buy this station? For us, meeting my husband and I to buy this place. We started talking, we had conversations, and he said, just like I have partners, you're going to need partners too. So I um, had my husband and I and him and his wife had supper together one night. And I said, so if we actually do this, and I was looking at his wife and I said, will you be one of our partners? And she said, yes, absolutely. And he goes, well, there you go. There's your first partner. So now you just need to find two more. So um, needless to say, we got the job done, Um, found all my partners on November 30th of 2021, officially 
purchased KXLG radio and look at me now. That is I don't amazing. say it like that though, but it's wild. Yeah. I love your story. That is beautiful. So <laughs> Thank beautiful. You. you met a wonderful person and look how it all just came together. I know. If if I hadn't met Bob, I um I don't know where I would be right now, truly. You know, Bob was just he's such a good human and he knew he knew a lot more things than I did because he'd been doing it for so long, but he, he was definitely the guy that kind of put everything into place. And I always said too, that if, if it didn't help happen organically, right. Mm -hmm. That if we weren't supposed to buy this radio station, that it wouldn't have happened, but everything fell into place. All the partners fell into place. Um, a lot of them did it on behalf of Bob because they just knew Bob and they knew where his heart was and, how wonderful he was and they wanted to keep it alive for him too so you're the owner you and your husband and you have partners but you and your husband what is it like being an owner of a radio station and do you ever get on air (laughs) (laughs) um I don't think it's even officially hit me that I'm really truly an owner yet I was the ground, like, so when I started in 2009, I literally have done everything but be on air. I don't know how to do a board shift. I can't do it, but promotion, sales, front office, billing, all that sort, right? I can do all that. Um, I found out that I cannot do severe weather coverage because I don't like weather. I don't like severe weather. It scares me. Me too. So, <laughs> It does. And I was the girl that was like, I'm going to be a team player. There's a really bad storm that came through. And our one announcer, Jan said, it's going to get really bad. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. I'll be here. You know, I'll be here. She goes, no, like, it's going to get really bad. And I never asked her like, well, like how bad do you think it's going to get? And she said, well, I didn't ask for that part. Well, that night there was like seven tornadoes that came through our listening area and I was freaked out. And my husband said, go home and be with the kids. I will come in and take care of this. So him and Jan actually came on. And the crazy part is, is that my husband is a trained radio broadcaster, right? He went to school to be a broadcaster. So for me to fall in love with him for him to get out of radio, I get into radio and effective February 6th, he um, started his first broadcast here at the station. Oh, yay. Yeah. Um, But yay, because he's here, but sad. Our 45-year veteran, Jim Asop, had a brain bleed on September 16th on air. So Mm -hmm. he is... We have said he's on our injured reserve list and he will make his return at some point, but I needed to, to move and, and put somebody else in that spot. So, yeah, you have quite the story. I love listening to this. <laughs> so. well, I don't know. I always think it's not really that crazy, but it's, I don't know. It's wild. It is exciting. And I get to wear many hats still. But I, I love what radio truly stands for, right? Mm-hmm. I love that we're local and we're community and people reach out and ask for help and we can be there to help them. We have a very large footprint, but we also have a very large um, microphone to tell people about things. 
to educate them on stuff and also just be there for our community. And speaking of community, are there certain events that you all do every year or known for, or you like um, volunteering with? Yes. Um, so actually the NAB, if you guys are familiar with NAB at all, they award, it's called the Crystal Award. And you put all this information together for what you've done for the entire year. And they only give out 10 Crystal Awards every year. And it doesn't matter if you're small market or big market. So us little water towns, South Dakota, went up against New York and Michigan and Wisconsin and all those, right? We applied for it four different times. We were always in the top 50 every time. But on the fourth time, we won the Crystal Award. And I got to go to Vegas and accept it. And it was wonderful. So it was amazing, right? Well, we just entered in our fifth Crystal Award for this 2022 years have been nominated for the top 50 and then the top 50 all go to Vegas and only 10 get awarded that day. But it's very exciting. And that goes back to the whole community thing. So we have in 13 years raised over $350,000 for um, local charities here in the community with a golf tournament that we do every year. We also do um, a, we call it a person pour. So it's wine tasting and hors d'oeuvres and designer purses. And that money all goes to the Watertown Breast Cancer Support Group. And that one is probably in the $80,000 range that we've raised just for that group alone by doing that. Mm -hmm. This year we started um, Christmas in the country. There's a beautiful restaurant that looks like a barn out in the country that wanted to do something fun for the community this this year and we got together a bunch of local singers and we had this beautiful Christmas concert and um I don't know if you're familiar with sleep and heavenly peace no and I'm in Kentucky too okay well <laughs> so this sleep in heavenly peace is actually for they build beds for kids that are sleeping on the floor right oh mm -hmm. yeah so we raised $2,500 just in that little concert alone to, for these kids, the Sleep in Heavenly Peace. It's an amazing charity. So that's the other thing too, that I'm very proud of. We have these charities, we had this concert and I had five people come up to me that night and they said, we don't know that this even exists. And we don't know that the need is out there because people, well, I, naive, but if you don't know that kids are sleeping on the floor, why would you think kids are sleeping on the floor? You know, that is very amazing. We used to go Christmas caroling to the nursing homes and assisted living places. COVID kind of put a kibosh on that. And that's also kind of why we did this Christmas in the country, just to have that whole fun. But we've done so many radio funds. Um, we did stuff for the Boys and Girls Club. We got our, our neighbor is our local beacon center. Um, so families and victims of domestic violence, we raise funds for them every year. Um, oh. We bring Santa into the studio for kids to call in and talk to Santa. Um, we just do a mix of everything, you know? Wow, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. That's yeah, that's awesome. So as far as um, a certain genre of music, do you all play a certain kind or a little bit of everything? 
We play a little bit of everything. We say we're classic hits, but we really play 80s, 90s today, some country, some 90s country in there. We also say, and I should explain this to you, when we originally started KXLG Radio, Bob, the owner, pretty much handpicked his crew, right? So he took the best of the best in this industry and put them all under one roof. So Mm -hmm. we had a morning man that was the morning man for 35 years back then. We Mm -hmm. had a news veteran that was the news and the local news voice of Watertown for 35 years. I think one of you guys actually talked to him, David J. Law. He was in the coffee combos for the Kojo. Mm -hmm. So he was just a local voice. Everybody knew who David was. And then Bob Fain had been in radio for years and years and years. And then we had Jan Robson and Kurt Herberg. So that's who it was when we started. So everybody really knew who these people were and we put them all together. We were very well known for being brand new. When we first started, we were more, we wanted to be the local radio station, like the news, the content, the information, the entertainment. Music was like a backseat to why we existed. So we didn't really necessarily have people listen to us because of the music that we played. They listened to us because they knew they would be able to find out information and be entertained in other Mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. Bob, when he started the station, he knew, you know, satellite radio XM, like if you want to listen to music, you listen to them. Mm -hmm. But if you want to know what's going on in your local community, you're going to listen to KXLG. Mm. You know, that brings a good point. Like, I never really realized that the local radio stations, they do, you know, provide news and information. I just always think about music. Mm -hmm. And we are more than music. We are community. We are live and local. We are the people that keep you safe during the storms. Um, We are the ones that um, our local chamber came to us during COVID, right? Everybody was struggling. Restaurants are struggling. Businesses are struggling. They came to us. And now here's the other thing. There's eight radio stations in this 20,000 population, right? Wow. So we were number eight back in 2009. But the beauty of it is, too, this local chamber got to come to each one of those stations and say, we need to do a radiothon for these businesses. They're struggling. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, yeah, let's do this. So we all got on board. We all did it together. Social media didn't do that, Mm-mm. right? Digital didn't do that. Instagram didn't. Twitter didn't. Facebook didn't. Radio did that. And mm-hmm. we managed to raise $60,000 in one day to support businesses and mm-hmm. tell them how we want to support them. It's a beautiful story. So let me ask you this. It kind of goes along with it because you were talking about satellite radio and digital and things. So do you think that I know like even with like cable TV, now we've got Netflix and Peacock and you got all these streaming yeah. services. Hulu, yeah. Tubi. Tubi, which I've never still seen or really watched or anything. But do you think that... Um, radio is here to stay when it comes to like the competitors of like Sirius and and all of these satellite radios and things. Yes. Radio is definitely here to stay. I would say I wouldn't have put my (laughs) whole life savings into a radio station had I thought 
it wasn't a viable, like, you know, vehicle. Like I always think like we have so many ears, right? Mm-hmm. And we have so many ears that we can talk to. And now I'm not saying anything bad about any of the other ones, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they all have an audience. Mm-hmm. But I know I have an audience. And I know that if I talk to people and I tell them and I educate them on things, that it works for them. And it works for those businesses. When you hear that everybody listens to Pandora and everybody listens to Spotify, it's not everyone. It's a percentage. Mm-hmm. And radio still dominates that percentage. In fact, 89% of people listen to radio on a mm-hmm. daily basis, mm-hmm. where Spotify and Pandora might be in the 20% range. Yeah, that's good to know. Let me ask you this. So I'm not there. As I said, I'm in Kentucky, but if I was there, I would so want to work at your station. But for the, <laughs> for the I know, right? Well, if you ever move to South Dakota, you let me know. I will, honey, I will. I will definitely do that. But for the students that live in um, your area or graduates or people that are, maybe they want to transition into radio, what qualities or characteristics do you look for for your announcers or or any of your roles um, at the station? You know, I would say just because it is such a competitive market, I feel like with maybe the younger kids not not understanding radio the way they think it is, they think maybe it's a past, you know, it's a dying thing or something, or I don't listen to it, so I don't know. I just feel like they're not in a spot in their life that they need to maybe listen to it, right? As they get older, they're going to want to know that information and that's when they're going to start tuning in and they are already consuming it. They just don't know they're consuming it mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. As far as people, um, we actually do, and this is a long story um, to an answer, we bring in a weather kid every Wednesday that is the age of third grade and up, you know, to high school that comes in and reads the weather live on the radio. Every single Wednesday morning we do this. And we do this because I think it's great exposure for them, but I also think it's probably just as great exposure for us so they know what it looks like at the radio station, right? Mm -hmm. We need to raise up new broadcasters and we need to show them that radio is a Radio is a great vehicle to get people's messages out there, but it's also very rewarding too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, during those storms, we have a very important job and that job is to keep people safe, but we also have so much fun too. And that's where I would just tell anybody that's going through the journalism or communications Try out everything before you make your decision. Come and visit us. Come and visit us and tour us and sit with us for an entire week and then make your decision as far as where you want to go. That's a good, good piece of career advice because I think, and even for me, my dream is to be, I'm like, I want to be on camera. I want to be, or even on a microphone, either or, or combination. Like, that's what I want to do. I love speaking. I love, I have a big 
bubbly, fun personality. I can talk everything from pop culture to faith to this to that. But I also love what you just said. There's nothing wrong. And in fact, you should shadow and see what's out there. See if you like it and what resonates. 100%. And you know, um, when you talk about you want to be on TV, you want people to see you. Radio is so much more than just behind the mic and nobody seeing you. First of all, they're going to get to know you through your voice, right? But then our big thing too is because we're so integrated into our community, they know who you are. They know Mm -hmm. exactly who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So you become this person on the radio, but then people also get to know who you are by going and doing your different community events throughout the community. So I would, I would just seriously, yes, you too go to a local radio station, go to TV, go and do sports or digital or whatever it is, but give them a chance before you just say, nah, I don't think that's for me. Trust me. I never thought I would own a radio station ever in my whole entire life, but it's pretty amazing. Where do you see yourself from the radio station in the next 10 years or so? Have you thought about that or? Well, I see, oh, I can't see five feet in front of me. Sometimes we've had so much, um, Bob was such a big mentor for me and such a role model and a father figure that when I lost Bob, Mm. it was very emotionally hard for me. Um, I sit at his desk. I sit in his office. Um, I haven't cried in a while. He, Mm -hmm. he taught me so much, but I still find myself to be very young And he was taken from me way too soon. There's so many more things I wanted to learn from him. And I've really just had to hurry up and, and learn and fast forward on things and go with my gut and make a decision and just own it, right? Own it, make my decision and move on and go. And right now, I know that I love this place. I know that we have a great group here. And that every day I try and do my best and I try and do what's best for this community and this place. Mm -hmm. And in 10 years, I can't tell you what is going to happen in 10 years, Mm -hmm. but if it's anything like today, I know that I still want to be live. I want to be local and I want to be here for my community. And I want to be the best that we can be to make our advertisers as successful as they can be. The other part is yes, we sell ads, but we help businesses grow. Right, right. And I love that part. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because you're kind of helping your whole community grow by mm-hmm. doing what we do. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music. Music.